Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now save $30 on the American-made steel FS56 RCE trimmer. Real steel. The FS56 RCE is made in America of U.S. and global materials. Offer valid through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Welcome in. Let's get it going. Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network alongside Chad Withrow and Paul Kuharski. I'm Jonathan Hutton. Glad you're with us. David Reed and Jacob Swanson making the show happen. Regan McCrossin, our production assistant. Lance Lee with the day off. Becca Risley and Sleepy Danny making the show happen for us. If you're watching on YouTube, we appreciate that. We hope you will subscribe and ring the bell. So you can be alerted each and every day, noon Eastern, at exactly this time. We go live across the network. And if you're watching on Twitter, on Facebook, we hope you'll share or retweet that feed uh, to get the word out that we are live and ready to go. Primary complaint coming up in about 45 minutes. Uh, a lot to get to today. Gentlemen, good morning. We had a pre-show discussion. This was even pre-warm-up pre on Instagram discussion mm. about ketamine. <laughs> and ketamine is a tranquilizer. I say that to say that we want to be the opposite of ketamine. I don't know if it's uh, audible cocaine that we want to be today, but we want to we want to get you to rise. We, we want, want to you be. to rise. We don't want you to fall asleep. We don't want you to be sleepy, Danny. Every day we come into the show and we think, is this show good enough to keep sleepy, Danny awake? And if the answer is yes, we move forward with that show. And guess what? We're on show 73 now. Is it 73 or 72? 72. Either way. Two. She's signaling. 72. We've done 72 shows because every time we say, this will keep Sleepy Danny awake. And guess what? For 72 shows, he's fallen asleep. He is this ketamine. This is the one. He is ketamine. ketamine we want Danny. to be cocaine. <laughs> we want to wake you up. We want to keep you awake. We want this to be a very fast-paced two hours. Remember, I, I, that is our goal. The goal is stated. Let's execute the goal. I, too, want to carry over something from the pre-show where Chad was talking about his vacation um, and anticipation of his vacation. When he was saying this week's going slow, and uh, I speculate, you know, it always goes slow before your vacation. He's like, this is not that. This is not. That's not what's happening to him before a week in, in Nebraska where he said he's going to sit in a, a windowless room reading you know, the three books provided for him. He needs by, more than three. By his wife. I don't understand why <laughs> he can't. be very well read by I don't, I don't understand why he can't have a window, but uh, that's, that's a different story. have a feather story. in his cap as but he returns. I love vacation so much, um, I just, I can't. Uh, I'm having Paul gets trouble. back from vacation and talks about his next vacation. Yeah, Paul, yeah. Paul is the type of he'll get back and he's like, it just feels like I didn't have enough yeah, vacation. Yeah, I can't wait to go again. And Chad, meanwhile, is like, I can't wait to get back and go to well, work. I don't, I mean, I don't, I can't recall when was the last, like going to see family is vacation yeah, time right. spent. Right. Right, that's vacation But it's not the spent. beach or but the mountain or, or you know. We went to, we went to uh, Asheville lately for a couple of days. That was a mini On vacation. the weekend. Yeah, that's not a We went for one night on the yeah, weekend. We went night. for a that's day. Not, yeah, that's, um, that's We a, went to Denver, Colorado after dropping our daughter off before our second daughter for a few days in Boulder, Colorado. That's a nice trip. That was three years ago? 
Was I it think that long? Two already? or three years ago, that was the last. Yeah, because Evie was. This was pre Lucy. Mm. Yeah. And Lucy's going to turn two in August. So. I feel badly. I want you to go to the beach. We're going to go back to the beach. Well, I think starting next summer, we're going to take a vacation. That's that's the goal. Is is next summer? I'm filled with dread over his vacation. I'm oh, not. He always he it's always be does fun. Well. I he always pulls through. I yeah. make the most. If he needs of us. It. He knows he can connect on Zoom and join us. We have uh, big time playing wiffle ball in the backyard. I play with my nieces up there. I'm sure we'll go play basketball a few times. Like we'll, we'll get after. If it. Vandy wins tonight, still potential for you to go to Omaha. Does Vandy want me in Omaha if they're playing for the... No, the NCAA doesn't want anyone in Omaha. Well, anyone well, that has any media. The NCAA time. is afraid of the media being there due to COVID. Yeah. They're afraid. Well, very the fearful. And also, well, the uh, very the, fearful. the media did not heed their warnings because I noticed a lot Good of people them. that I follow on Twitter How many Knox, for both Vandy Knoxville and Tennessee media, that are there. Yeah. Knoxville had... They have to everyone there, was there. Madison, our former intern, was there with their TV station. Yeah, but you have to do your stand-up outside of the stadium. Which is ridiculous. It's yeah, it's BS. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Terrible. Um, well, I, I wish you a good trip when the time comes. Thank but you. I'm glad we've got three shows before that trip, and we always look forward to the tales of the Nebraska visit. You always ha- produce gold for us when you come back. Yeah, you know, it's uh, taking the the mundane and turning into something <laughs> entertaining. That's it's what we do every day, right? <laughs> All right now, what did you do last night? Well, you know, I went home, I uh, <laughs> did a little bit of yard work, and then I watched the games <laughs> last night. And then uh, I was texting you guys at one point. Lost a parlay. Then I was texting someone else at another point. Then I came back and texted you guys. We lost another parlay, which Jacob Swanson will remedy today for us for the first he's time ever. Pick for us, uh, yeah, I mean that's that's what we do. We went to the bullpen on the parlay. Yep. Jakob. Watch him win like five in a row once we go to him. I hope so. Let's pad those accounts. I hope that's the case. Are you flying or driving to Nebraska? We are flying. Oh, Oh, now that's a big development. Well, they've been doing that. They've been flying to Nebraska recently. if you notice, a lot of people were talking about, Brent Hubbs mentioned this, it's difficult to get to Omaha. It's not an easy place to get you to. You have to well, connect the problem with Chicago is, almost. Well, you, you typically have to connect everywhere, but the airport is tiny in Omaha, so there's not a ton of flights coming out of Omaha, going into Omaha. But every Sunday, there is one direct flight from Nashville to Omaha. So we got on both of those and back. So Sunday to Sunday, we're flying out at like 8.50 in the morning Sunday and then flying back, uh, I think, the following Sunday afternoon comes back. McCrossan, you should go chronicle the departure and the arrival. That would be it. Nice I want piece. I want Regan to uh, show up with one of those signs, right. like by Chad Withrows at the bottom of the escalator, just waiting <laughs> on us when we get back home. Or she, we just we can get out kicked to front her flight to Omaha, and she's there in Omaha just waiting on us, and then she can go cover the college. You World have series. to take the flight before that connects, so that you could be at the bottom of the escalator when they get right. off the direct flight. You oh, here's our ride. That would be fun. If Chad gets the Uber X uh, yeah. service to the farm, right. we get her a four connection flight, the cheapest She's one. Got the we Black can Escalade. Find. She's got to go through Chicago, Minneapolis, and Detroit to get to Omaha to oh. be at the bottom of the stairs. When oh, honey, get. look, our driver's here. Oh, that's a 20 <laughs> year old wearing... field hockey player. Oh, yeah, that's our driver. Yeah, that's our yeah, driver. Yeah, and that's she's wearing a driver's cap that I wanted to put on Kirby when yes. he was doing that driving when he refused to look at the directions on his phone. Had papers. I want an Uber or Lyft driver to wear the full driver. <laughs> oh. I, tip I really think that would be a nice touch. You know, some of the, they give you waters. 
Some, if you're going out for a big night, they'll have music playing. It's a disco feel in the lights. Some of them have lights. The lights. You only yeah. do black, or what's the what's the high level? Or problem? they just give you the opportunity. Yeah, Uber X or above. Hey, do you want to play music? Above. They'll give you, you know, their that the, you can plug in and yeah. play your own music. Do all. I mean, I want the next level. This is well, a, a, this is a message for all the drivers out there. Wear the hat. Wear the full suit and drive your car around like you're a professional driver. But doesn't it upset you when you get an Uber and the old taxi cab pulls up, or it's a taxi service that is posing or as an Uber a driver? Civic. Yeah, but it's clearly a taxi driver. It's a taxi company yeah, that pulls converted. up with, yeah. a, with a car that no longer has their taxi number on the side of it. I think about taxis now uh, the way I think about low-def television. <laughs> How did we ever live with it? Yeah. <laughs> it's one of the it's most so, significant it's upgrades. It's so outdated, and they were so... Th there wasn't a single nice cabbie. No. Also, they were all rude. They all cheated the system with their... The, the meter would run crazy oh. expensive. Uh, totally thinking, unpredictable. Why is this thing going up the so routes quick they would we're take. just sitting here right now? Outside of a major city, too. I mean, somewhere in Nashville, if you called the cab, the sense of urgency was non-existent. These were the slowest people... In the it's, world, it's I'll be there when I we, get there, and I'm going to drive so slowly to take you where you want to go. I mean, you know how I am in yeah. the backseat of that. Hey, buddy, let's let's go. No, take it right here. What are you doing? Paul applauds the drivers who will put us in bodily harm, like yes, in the way of danger. Running lights, I wanna, I cutting people off. Too. He's like, yes, let's go. I let's do that. And in New York, I always do that. You remind me of Tom Cruise in Days of Thunder. <laughs> you really do. You're making me proud. Let's do this. What My about favorite is going to the airport with Paul, and he's like, hey, don't, don't mind putting the, the pedal to the metal here. We're, we're okay going a little bit faster than <laughs> the speed limit. But just don't you feel like you watch low def now? I can't see the score on the bottom of the screen, on the caption. And then I think back, how did I put up with this for yeah. 25 years of my life? or however long it was, and your eyes adjust yes. to high def to where you can't go back to low def. My sensibilities have adjusted with the ease of Uber and Lyft and how much more comfortable it is and how much better the service is to where I could never go back to a place that's taxi only. You know what? I, I think I would walk three miles before getting in a taxi. You anywhere. know what? Uh, well, in certain places. You know what I think about that way? That I don't know how I lived without it. And I was a non-believer when I got my first car that had this, the backup camera in, in my, yeah. my Honda Accord. And for the first couple months of having this, or my wife had it first in her car, I, I disavowed it. I still would put my arm back and look over my shoulder. Now, and now, <laughs> I, uh, this is a reference to something we're going to do soon. Um, now, I, I don't know how I live without it, without putting the car in reverse and seeing that backup camera. It's unbelievable. Must how do we never have to strain must your neck? Have. Yeah. yeah, you never strain must your neck. Have. Again. Like, uh, you get in a car without that thing and you're like, I got to look over my shoulder. Well, my, my camera is out. The backup camera is out right now. I've got to get it replaced. So it's like living in the Stone Age. And it's yeah, it is. And it is very difficult to get them right now because of shipping. Oh. And all, all the shipments that come in are going to the manufacturers. They're not going directly to the dealerships because there's a shortage on this equipment. So it's going to the Ford manufacturers first to the plants to produce the new cars because there's a shortage there. So the dealerships are not getting them in time. There's like a three-month wait period. Yeah, it's bad. In they wouldn't even take my money. I wanted to put down a deposit on one and have, have it ordered, and they were like, it's not even worth it. That's like, keep not. your money because we'll, we'll let you know when they come in. It's also uh, one of those where you realize how much of a creature of habit we all are and how much muscle memory plays a factor in everything you do because 
for years without that in your console, what'd you do? You hit reverse and you and automatically. Look. I, I would immediately put my arm here yeah. and look back. Yeah. So now I'm so accustomed. And now I heard that's how you I'm met so Angie. Accustomed. How you got cozy it's with the Angie, move, right? It's the move. Yeah, you make you make the person next to you. That's why he's always secure. very touchy feely with yeah. me here. I do that sometimes with Hutton when I look back at the enemies list. <laughs> I just put my arm here to make him feel secure, <laughs> and I look back before I do it. And there's even no reason to do yeah. it. I just like to feel his shoulder. Very secure. But um, so you do that for years where you look back, and now what's the? I, I put mine in reverse, and immediately it pops look up. There. So I never look back. I drove Don't my brother's back. older truck recently. And I did the same thing and didn't look back. I just started going back into the road, not looking back, looking for something in a console where there was no screen. And I'm thinking, what am I doing? Because I'm just so accustomed just going and looking down. I'm looking at a, you know, a radio, an old school radio, and that's it. And almost backed out in the traffic that way. You were mentioning music in a cab or in an Uber. I've told this story before. It was just classic. Like back in my day, still cassette tapes were a big deal in college, you know. We went to see our favorite band that were other guys that had gone to Columbia years ahead of us. And it was a big event when we went to see these guys play live. And we'd find different bars in New York where they played, you know. So we'd be in a different downtown bar, see them play, and they had a new tape out. So we were excited. We'd get in this cab. We'd spent, you know, probably 15 bucks on a new tape. Not a minor investment. A tape cost $15? Yeah. Wow. Not a minor investment. Yeah, these guys are trying to make some money. We get in the cab. We're bombed. And my friend Kieran's like, the guy has a tape player. He's like, can I play the tape? The guy's like, yeah, you know, go ahead, play the tape. He puts the tape in there. It plays the first three beats of the song. <laughs> Takes the tape all on one, the whole entire thing. We take this <laughs> thing back and we put it on the table in the dorm room. And for like weeks, guys would sit down for like 10, 15 minutes at a time. You know, with like pencils and try to wind it and <laughs> twist it and splice it. It was probably there for three months with us trying to work. Nobody ever made any progress. This guy got three beats out of the tape, and that was it. This cab driver ruined his, his investment. So the cab driver just had a very bad, bad tape, tape player. That just ripped it apart. You know, he yeah. could use Sony and Hertz Odyssey. That's We're exactly giving you right. the stereo giveaway from Sony and Hertz Odyssey just for subscribing to the YouTube channel for OutKick360. You have the Sony AX3000 car stereo with Apple CarPlay. Sony creates and delivers more entertainment experiences to more people on Earth than anyone. Hertz Audison, the 520-watt amp, the 400-watt-powered subbox, and the speaker system. How to win? Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Ring the bell to be alerted when we go live and post new content. We draw a winner on Tuesday, August 31st. I also come bearing gifts today, oh. or a gift for one Chad Withrow. He, oh. he referenced the the OutKick enemies list. I have something to add to the background uh, to commemorate Chad's greatest tweet in the history of at the Chad Withrow. Oh, so we wow. will never, so we will never forget. We shall never forget the tweet that had all the sororities just a flutter uh, across the South. Read this tweet for the masses, if you don't mind. I'm a little emotional. First <laughs> off, uh, well, I'll try to get through this without uh, getting choked up. Uh, the tweet reads, it was sent at 10.17 p.m. <laughs> on January 1st. This is a beautiful moment. 2018. Man, this is, this is tough. Uh, it's got 4,130 likes. <laughs> this is tough. 1,405 retweets. The tweet reads, Alabama and Georgia playing for a national title in Atlanta could only be made more southern if they poured sweet tea into the Gatorade buckets on the sideline. 
Give us the tweet, uh, the retweets, and the, uh, the the numbers on there. Four thousand one hundred thirty likes, one thousand four hundred five retweets, sixty-two quote tweets. The retweets <laughs> are really the impressive thing. Look, the, look to Regan for the photo for Instagram, yeah, and then post. place this wherever you would like in your backdrop. Chad Withrow, Chad Withrow, this Good is job, your life. Man. It is the greatest tweet in the history of Chad. Good job by Hutton. Chad's that's, everywhere that's are jealous. a better photo during the break. <laughs> Don't worry about he that. Needs, I can tell by her face, she's like, this looks terrible. Like, yeah, give she's my making side. that. She looks like this. Yeah. She's looking at my face like, what? what are like you she doing ate a lemon. Face? I look like Chandler and Friends where he can't make, he poses for the photo and the face does weird things. This is so, great, Hutton. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Full disclosure, I had an extra frame left over from an award from the 360 <laughs> Masters. And uh, yeah, Paul acts like he had something to do with this. This is no, totally I didn't me. have anything to can do. It, can uh, it extra, go here? Extra frame left over, and I saw this last night. You I'm said, saying, "I said, you know you what? Make it like you we are look. going to frame this tweet so we will never forget the contents." I forgot what the tweet actually said when I referenced it yesterday. I remember, and then we couldn't really remember the wording. And luckily, V Love sent it. Dug to it us. up immediately. Yeah, V Love is a great man. I, uh, I a connoisseur the of all things. Of it, the Gatorade part. Um, you should have made it like you went out and bought the frame, though, and made a real. No, of course uh, not. Made no. a real deal. I don't. I don't, I don't want. Paul, I don't want Paul and Chad to think I, I went to buy a picture frame uh, <laughs> I would have, for a piece uh, of paper. I'm going to be honest. I would have thought less of Hunt. Had, had he gone yes. out, had he not just pulled this out of his uh, house yes. and done this, I didn't want to throw. But away it's the frame. a great gesture, and I love it. We just have to make room. I've got so much stuff back here. Yeah, place make, it right behind you for today. Yeah, right here, in front of the books. Yeah, see if it'll fit. Yeah, it's perfect. There you go. It's perfect for today's show. Uh, with the greatest tweet. Look, and, there's no uh, glare off that frame either. That's a good. Who knows? Maybe good piece. What, what's the uh, What's the podcast that, that Lance Lee's working on today? Like I was saying, or what's the name of it? So I was like. So I was so like. I was like. So I was like is going to tune in to this feed simply because of Chad's tweet. Yeah, I mean, we just upped the sex appeal of this show yeah. times a thousand. 10x at least. <laughs> sorority on this girls. show. Yeah, so many sorority houses all over the South are just now. Click, 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 going to YouTube. I remember that tweet. I got to see more about that. And you know how we keep them here? MyDrHank.com. <laughs> By being hard? That's how, that's how. We make America hard again. MyDrHank.com slash OutKick. Look, erectile dysfunction affects over half of all men, but it doesn't make you have to feel like half of a man. Since 2017, MyDrHank has been making America hard again. MyDrHank helps you get low-cost ED meds and overcome the psychological and emotional barriers to getting ED treatment. They secure your prescription, then ship it to you. Chad, it's easy, and it's for as low as $2 per pill. Huge in both the fraternity and sorority communities. And you should not feel ashamed if this is something that affects you. It affects over half of men. But if you want something shipped discreetly to your home or office, they can do that for you at My Dr. Hank, and they can ship it to you from a pharmacy in the United States. And it's for quite the college price, Paul. Yes, do not worry about the cost here if you're going to try this out. 50% off your first subscription order. Just go to mydrhank.com slash outkick, mydrhankdr.com slash outkick, and sign up to receive 50% off your first subscription order. This offer only available for a limited time, mydrhank.com slash outkick. Outkick 360 rolls on. Primary complaint coming up in about 20 minutes. We look forward to that each and every Wednesday. Tennessee Hour will include a discussion on Tony Vitello and the importance of keeping him on campus. If you're Danny White, uh, the AD, 
for the Volunteers. Plus, we'll get into some Tennessee Titans discussion about injury history, injury concern, and the balance between the two with two key roster uh, positions for the team. First, though, we have Spider-Tack behind me here, and this has been all the talk of Major League Baseball. And now the talk in Major League Baseball is the reaction from the pitching staffs from across the league, getting into it with umpires. Last night specifically, Max Scherzer and Joe Girardi going at it. Um, and uh, this is just the beginning because we've only seen, what, two days of this where umpires are officially checking pitcher, pitchers who enter the game, who start the game. Uh, and if, an, uh, if a manager has a question about it, the umpire has to go and, and check the pitcher. Guys, what, what do you think of the reaction from Scherzer? And he wasn't the only one. There was another one last night who undressed even more than, than Scherzer did. Um, the A's pitcher that yes. completely pulled, he pulled his, his pants, pants down. down. Pulled his pants down. Like David Reed said, he would um, do. Yeah, I, I, uh, I laugh at it. I mean, I think it's funny with the way the pitchers are reacting to it. Um, and managers are now using this to their advantage. But it is a way, I'm thinking of this as a way to get into the pitcher's Mindset. Well, Girardi mind certainly did that. Scherzer well, was upset with the initial check, and he saw it, Girardi, and then he used it to his advantage. This this guy's bothered by it. I'm going to bother him. What's interesting is Dusty Baker, who is as old school as it come as they come. He was asked about this over the weekend about umpires check starting that that check for the substances on the baseball on Monday, and his quote, and I'm paraphrasing, was something along the lines of, you know, it it. Is it in the rule book? Is it against the rules? Yes. Was there an unwritten rule among managers that we weren't going to do this? Yes. And then, and then he goes on to say, so I'm, I'm, I'm interested to see how others are going to handle this. Almost implying like the managers can continue this unwritten rule if or we not. choose to do that. Girardi clearly is using it to his advantage because if you react the way Scherzer did, Aren't you mentally getting into the framework of the pitcher at that point? Yeah. And also, is there really a reason to check a pitcher if he's being checked right. once uh, over the course of those five that, that, innings? That's right. Uh, also, here's an interesting thing. Like, when do you do the second check? Because you don't know how long a starter's lasting, right? Scherzer went five innings last night. He was very effective in his five mm -hmm. innings, two hits. Mm -hmm. So you don't know he's coming out in five innings. You might presume he's, he's going to come out for a sixth inning. Uh, so when does the umpire do the second check? You might be waiting until the sixth inning. Well, let's say, let's say like, you know, bottom of the fourth, he strikes out the final two batters, right? And you, the last one's like striking out swinging where the guy wasn't close. When Scherzer comes back out to the mound for the next inning, then you have Girardi. So hey, oh, go check him. Yeah, there, it opens a door for gamesmanship that yes. Girardi jumped right through. The first, and then once you have day. him, like, throwing his hat and undoing his belt, then, you know, I mean. You got you him. You got him. In the dugout. You got him exactly where you in wanted. In the dugout, he was holding up his glove and his hat, and, and right. he was flustered. Now, it didn't affect his game this time. This time. Well, and he's one of the more mentally, like, strong. Right. But for opponent. a mentally strong guy, he looked like a maniac. But, but. Pitchers a lot of times are a lot like kickers in the NFL, yes. where they're just so like delicate. Delicate. I was going to say fragile. Fragile is not the right word. Delicate with the mannerism and the mechanics of how they go about doing things. Ritual. Rope. And right. And if they're not into that rhythm, like the, their their game day mentality is the same every single time they take the mound. If it's not that way, if you can mess with them just a tad, they're off. 
And that's the difference between the elite and just the average pitcher. Who follows Girardi now? Do people see that door open and go, hey, I'm going to adopt him? Dusty Baker probably is. If you've got a problem with a team guy. or a pitcher, you're going to do that. Yeah. You're going to utilize that if you're a manager. If there's bad blood and you know you can throw someone off tilt a bit by doing it, you're going to do it. And Hutton, you turned me on to this, but the Trevor Bauer vlog that you've yeah. been talking about for a couple of years now. Uh, watching that, and th- this is sort of the Paul, – Paul does not like this defense of it, but pitchers hate the fact that this wasn't done in the offseason. Mm. And Trevor Bauer's big on, you said continue doing what you've been doing. All well, offseason. He's been saying for years there needs to be a uniform rule about it, and now because it's a problem for you – you're causing everyone to shift in the middle of the season. And a month ago, and that's a problem. A month ago, he referenced a vlog that he did. And I highly recommend going watching the Trevor Bauer it's good. vlog it's if very you haven't well watched it because it's a weekly episodic deal where he takes you through a season. But this is about a, a month, month and a half ago. Major League Baseball seized the baseballs he was using. It was in his first or second start with the Dodgers. Uh, so it was like two, two and a half months ago now, and. He did a vlog about that night where he said, look, I have no problem with it because what they've told us is they're going to take and collect baseballs from across the league and then evaluate them after the season. That, that's what the message was to the pitchers then. And less than a third of the way into the season, they're now saying, no, in fact, we're not going to wait until the offseason. We're going to do it right now. We're making rule changes right now. And that, that's his biggest beef with it is, is you told us one thing and you're doing something else. I thought he presented an excellent case in what we watched. I'd argue with one point he made. <clears throat> he showed that rosin and sweat create uh, uh, good tackiness and he says, how's an umpire going to tell the difference between that and, and some other substance? Well, he's not mixing rosin and sweat into some sort of paste that he's storing in his hat or his glove or his belt. Rosin is on the mound in a bag and sweat is on his on his body, on his hand, or he could put his hand through his, his, his wherever. And he can have sweat and rosin on his hand. If they're checking his hat or his glove or his belt, they're not going to find gobs of rosin. But they check their sweat. hand too. They check yeah, their, hand. their hand. They do that at the end of the first inning because you could go into the dugout and come out there with nothing on your body and put spider tack on your hand for that first inning. First thing they look at is your hand. Well, so he's show- saying if my hand is holding the ball like that, and he showed it. Here's spider tack. Right, so that we showed the effects of that, but I was amazed. I'm not someone who's used rosin in my life, but how sweat and rosin he was palming the ball and showing it. He's like, This is he put he got his hand in his hair for sweat, then he put rosin, rubbed it together, and took a bottle of water, took a bottle of water, and then he just held the ball and he opened it. And instead of falling immediately, it hung on his palm for a second, which I was shocked that it would do that. I think it's, uh, you know, I'm no expert on it, obviously. It's substantively different. Also, rosin is white, and this spider tack is, is you know, tan goo. I, I, I think it, it's But they're not just different. looking for spider tack. I mean, I get what he's saying there and that it's not, they're not Sunscreen. saying you're looking for right. brown goo on there. They're, if you, well, they're, they're not looking, looking for rosin because there's a rosin bag on the mouth. They're looking for a sticky substance. Sticky substance. And he's right in that when you don't clearly define something, this is a problem with Major League Baseball, is you don't clearly define it so everyone's umpiring crew could have a different definition of what is sticky. So you could get away with something for four starts and then catch a different Or for two innings. That gets not out there a, and says, wait a minute, start. your hand's way too sticky, you're out. And then that's going to cause problems also. Could. 
let's see. Here's, here's the evidence that I saw yesterday that convinces me that a lot of these guys are, like we talk about, being super delicate about it. Garrett Cole, who clearly used this stuff, unquestionably was oh, using based on his reaction, incredibly absolutely. tacky stuff, super sticky stuff. Spider yes, tack. Let's yeah, be very yeah. specific. He was asked specifically. I mean, he used the most, most extreme stuff there is. He had the lowest spin rate on his four-seamer, his curveball, and his slider last night in any start since 2017. Okay? Lowest. Seven innings, three hits, two runs. Six Ks, three walks, one homer. A very good start in a game he should have won. The bullpen blew it for him. So, removing all of the stuff, he did not injure himself, and he threw an excellent quality start. So, there's one guy who's a major proponent and has been super reliant on this. 2017, 18, 19, 20, and so far in 21. Five years, four plus years, completely reliant on it, taken away, and he survived and excelled in his first start. I'm not saying it's that easy for everybody, but there's evidence that it's possible. But his spin rate went down. Down. Way low. In all of all of his main three pitches. Well, I mean, I, I would say that I'm not going to be mad at Garrett Cole for doing those things, though, because there were no rules governing it. And I, I would take it with anyone's walk of life and whatever your profession may be. Paul, if I came in and gave you a pill with no side effects, and you could take that pill, and you did one show on that pill and never stumbled over a word, the whole show, and it was your clarity was better, the energy was better, everything was great for that first show, and there was no rule against it, you would continue taking that pill. If Garrett Cole was struggling with the Pirates leading up to this season, and suddenly his spin rate is through the roof, and he's having better uh, uh, results, then I'm going to the guy in California that he was going to and saying, man, I need some more of that stuff you gave me. That, that is terrific. You're going to keep doing it, so he's not, still a great pitcher. I'm not pitcher. saying differently. I'm saying they adjusted the rule. He adjusted his game, and he did just fine. So other people are capable of adjusting their game and doing just fine. Not saying, oh, my God, I hurt my arm, and well, you've we'll changed see. my life, and I'm totally screwed. We'll see if it's just fine. The early early indications, okay. here's a guy that adjusts. Well, here's the biggest question. Let me give you one more example. Though, and before, scores before weren't out of control to, in the that. last two days. The so there were some it? big scores. And not were, really. There were some three twos and the, two ones. There have been some terrible hit it's games. Not, but it's not just the scores. Flip side of that, Charlie Morton for the Braves. Pitched great last night. Two-hit shutout. Not, clearly not using anything. You know what else I know he's clearly not using anything? <laughs> he beamed three guys. <laughs> on, on break, same pitch. Curveball came in on a lefty, hit the lefty on the foot. Is he a guy who's going think, way too far in three to, on, on two strike I pitches? I think the average pitcher is not using. trying to hit people, but his control was clearly off on a curveball. Yeah. Where whatever he was doing before to have a better grip, he probably had a more accurate curveball, and instead now that curveball from a righty is breaking in on the left-handed batter and hitting them foot three different times. Here, here's that's the, where the difference could happen. Also, here here's the big question I have though. MLB is doing this not because they want to crack down on pitchers using this stuff. That they do, but they want to do it right now because hitters open. aren't hitting. If the hitters don't begin to hit, what's next? If they're so adamant about making sure that they're making the game more entertaining at the plate, what do they do next? Because I saw a lot of 2-1, 5 nothing. I mean, it's not like there were three shutouts last night. But my, 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 and where are these hits and strikeouts? Are they about the same? 
Uh, I don't know. There was a 10-7. And we're two days in. My, my yeah, point is, if we get to nine, August five, and September, 13, six. and the game is still exactly where it is, what do they do next? Yeah. What does the offseason well, that, include? That, that's, a, that's a big question. Because they, they're doing it because they want to make the game more exciting at the plate. They want the ball in play. I think that the, the next step is what we talked about early this season that I've griped about for a few years now. Guys have to learn how to be hitters yeah. and not just home run people. You've got to go up there, and, and when there's, they're shifting every time, you've got to learn how to consistently it take it the other way and do something different, put it in play, and make things happen instead of just swinging for the fences. Because Trevor Bauer even said in his vlog, well, the Dodgers won 3-1 to one tonight. It's just like any other Major League Baseball game. We only had three hits. and Two, two of, of them were home runs. Right. He said, so that's right. basically it. Either it's a home run or it's nothing for Major League hitters right now. This is a pitcher stating the obvious. That that's what it is in a lot yeah. of games. So hitters have to adjust and become better, smarter but hitters. But Paul, you're into the numbers and, and the way the game has trickled, and not just trickled anymore, it's the full faucet to the analytics. Aren't the managers, aren't those behind the scenes tinkering with the, with the guys at the plate telling them to go about it this way? Well, I think it's been five years in the making, this, this heavy, heavy use of the stuff, right, and the yeah. spin rate emphasis. Yeah. So I think it's fair that uh, I think offense will get better, but I don't think it's going to be an explosion. I think now you've got to give offense some time to counter-adjust and everything's been launch angle and home run and everything, if it's now easier to do what Chad's saying and to hit more old school normally and you can have a guy who's going to be a singles hitter and set the table and they find more value in that, well, it may take a little while for that guy now to be untaught, hey, it's all about launch angle and, uh, and, and everything and we're going to play strictly for home runs. Or is that the adjustment that comes as a result of the pitching being a little bit more hittable? Uh, I, I don't know that that adjusts in two weeks. I think you know maybe it adjusts in two years. Well, the, to me, the argument against taking away the sticky stuff was it was going to make the baseball a lot more hittable, not a little more hittable. Like yeah, the curveball was hittable. so it was breaking so much it was unhittable. I, and the argument against this was we're now going to put the ball over the plate, and we are going to see. The baseball in play. It should be more in play. Uh, I think it will be more but the, uh, in play. To me, the strikeout is just a normal part of the game right now. How do you get rid of that? How do you get rid of the mentality that striking out swinging is okay? Because yeah. it used to not be that way. Yeah, I think it, uh, it's going to take a while to put a stigma back on the strikeout. And, the, and does baseball want to put a stigma back on the But is there, is the there a rule change to that? Maybe getting the ball in play is not enough. Maybe getting uh, runners on base is... Maybe you do away with some of the shifts. Well, look, there's some talk with the right? Yankees. There's some talk among Yankee fandom, which I follow pretty closely. Mm -hmm. That I mean, the Yankees lead the league in double plays. Putting the ball in play has not been a better result for the Yankees in a lot of situations. A strikeout in a lot of those double play at-bats is a better result. You get another at-bat yeah, yeah, with yeah. guys on base. It, yeah. that, it's hard to think that way, but it's true. A ground ball at the wrong spot with a man is on base is giving you two outs instead of one. With, that you get it's, with the strikeout. It's also rare that's the case. Usually, it's not that I mean, rare with the Yankees this season, uh, season. Honestly, that's like the old football thing of you know you throw the football and three things can happen. Right, yeah. Two of them are bad. <laughs> so don't throw the ball deep for that reason. You know, take the sack or just run the ball. Um, I, I think that's it a calls little, for better better situational old school, hitting. But yeah. better situational hitting, which has gone away. Also, I, I, we're in a not hitting that. a ground ball when there's runners on base. That's situational hitting. 
right. learning how to take the ball the other way. You don't have to hit a home run. You can hit a ground ball softly to the left side if you are a lefty and they've shifted against you. Yeah, I think hitting against a shift is a big one that we agree on. That That's way mm-hmm. overdue. Mm-hmm. Why has that not been part of this? You can layer that in with the home run revolution. You, you know, we want to hit home runs all the time. But if you're giving us a free single, uh, how is that anti-analytics to take a free base? On-base percentage is highly rated by analytics. Uh, On-base percentage goes up a ton if you hit against the shift all the time and take a free single. If they're leaving the left side of the infield open, hit against the shift, take the base, take the on-base percentage, let the next guy hit a home run against a regularly aligned infield. Chad, you were watching the Braves game last night. I think I was watching the Braves game when I saw this. Um, they took the second baseman and put him in shallow right field, and the hitter hit it directly was, to the second baseman in shallow right. I, was I mean, just right about to him. To, I was about to bring that up. And Jeff Francoeur, who was on the call, it was irritated. It was said, right to this him. Is, this is just – there's nothing you can do about it because it's within the rules, but – I hate when the shift has an out, has an infielder Go to the playing out. in shallow. Yeah, I don't have field. a problem with the rule. I, I I don't think they should say it two on each stupid, side. Though when the second baseman is fielding a line drive no, off one hop Here's where in I'm right going. field and throwing a guy out. Here's first. where I'm going. I I don't think you should say two infielders have to be to the right of second base and two have to be to the left. Mm-hmm. But I don't think it's unreasonable to say infielders have to be on the infield. So if you say four guys have dirt. to be in the dirt. I don't think that's an extreme rule. Or a part of your foot has to be in the dirt, something. Yeah, or I, once the pitch is delivered, you could start deep, but you have to finish on, on the dirt. Is that an unreasonable I'm all, rule? I'm all for that. Outfielders in the outfield, infielders yes. in the infield. They do it in, they do it in levels of uh, Little League baseball and softball. You could do it there. I, mean, I don't it's think a rule that's that, an extreme rule. No, I don't not, think that's, that's I'm taking fine, away I'm your that strategic rule. ability. Here's something else I'd like to get back to. I watched baseball my entire life from when I was five years old on. And for most of my life, I can tell you when it's a base hit off the bat. Right. That's getting fun. I have no change. clue now. Yeah, yeah. I have no right. clue. Up the, the middle, you think like it's a single and the second baseman standing right there. Hutton right. brought up the, the perfect example last night, the Braves game. A line drive to right field that is one hop by a second baseman playing in right Who field. throws him out by And 20. throws him out yes. at first easily. If I were 10 years old watching him, I said, that's an easy base hit. I watch that with this, Simon. This I, say base hit. I say base hit, and he goes, what are you talking about? <laughs> Hard hit ground ball up the middle, past the pitcher, right out of their reach. What would you say for the base majority hit. of your life? Yeah. Base hit, easily. And now there's a shortstop standing behind second base that's there to field it and throw to first. I don't know how you change the rules to prevent that, but it's frustrating that it's hard to watch a baseball game and tell what a hit is based off when it leaves the bat. But the counter to that is, I mean – if you think about it, it, go with me here, right? I mean, up the middle's always been good, right? But that ground ball between the third baseman and the shortstop, there's always, I've always thought, like, it's so weird, you know? You're hitting the same ground ball. If you hit a little bit over here, it's an out to the shortstop. If you hit a little bit over there, it's, it's a, an out to the third baseman. If you hit it just in that right spot, it's a single. There's really nothing different about it. It's, it's largely good fortune, right, where that ground ball is placed. Well, now those guys are moved. So you still have the largely good fortune of it being in the right place, right? There's still openings in that infield to put the ball through. They're just lined up in better spots for where you tend to hit the ball. So now you have to tend to hit the ball to different places, and they haven't retrained. Coming up, primary complaint. We welcome your complaints each and every week. 
360 at outkick.com is how you can submit those. Several of you have already done that, and we'll get to the emails. We'll get to the audio and video that was submitted over the last week. That's all straight ahead, but first, our primary complaint next on Outkick 360. Outkick 360 rolls on. Uh, again, we welcome your primary complaints each and every week, 360 at outkick.com. If you're new to the show across the Outkick network, primary complaint starts right now. My primary complaint this week, uh, at some recent uh, gas pumps, I've noticed this sticker that's been posted, and most recently, this is at a BP station, do not use phone while refueling. Phones apparently cause static electricity, so we shouldn't bring that near the fueling area, uh, which 98% of people at gas stations do this. I do this. I've had a phone for the entire time that I have had my driver's license, and I try thinking of the amount of times I've had my phone near the gas pump. It's literally every time. Try thinking as an audience of one injury in the history of driving due to using a cell phone at a gas pump. Based on this warning, I would expect explosions and the, the, the shadows of men and women left after the incineration and, and the vaporization of their bodies from the explosion at the gas pump by using a cell phone. This is ridiculous. Literally everyone has their phone in their pocket or out and looking at it while I wait on my car to refuel. This is my primary complaint. My primary complaint is Apple, the maker of this lovely phone that 98% uh, of us use. They, they have a new operating system out now and they want us to believe that they are very, very interested in protecting our privacy. Because now when you go on an app, you get this uh, little option that Jacob's going to show you here. This is my fantasy sports app at Yahoo, not some fantasy porn site. Um, you, can ask, you can ask the app not to track you, or you can allow the app to track you so that you get ads that, if you're really concerned with my privacy, there's no possibility of the app tracking me. That's how you protect my privacy. There's not a world in which the app has any idea what I'm doing, ever. That's respecting my privacy. Creating a system where I have to tell it not to track me is not enhancing my privacy, really. You're creating a commercial where you've got a guy walking around with everybody following him because they know what he's up to, and he pushes a button and they all go away. We know it doesn't work like that. They know what we're up to. We talk about something and it shows up all over our phone. You don't give a damn about our privacy. Stop pretending like you do. My primary complaint this week, it's one that we've not had in the past, but a subject that we've talked about a lot. The Vandy Whistlers. And they're on our enemies list for a reason. Hutton has also said that he will not talk about the Vandy Whistler anymore for a reason because he's done with them. They're dead to him. It's a topic that's gotten old, and there's nothing that we can do about it. And while I agree with him, I cannot make that promise because I will become pissed off enough to talk about them again, I'm sure, <laughs> and that's just the facts of life. Here's another fact of life, though, and a reason that the Vandy Whistlers are never going away. 
It's because of people like Tommy McClellan, <laughs> the Deputy Athletic Director of External Affairs and Revenue Generation for the Vanderbilt Commodores. I've not met Tommy McClellan. I've heard good things about Tommy McClellan. Apparently, he did a good job as Athletic Director at Louisiana Tech. I can also tell you another former AD at Louisiana Tech that did not do a good job post-law tech, and that was Derek Dooley, who went on to become the head coach of Tennessee. Well, Tommy McClellan, with that tweet, honoring the Whistler as, I believe the tweet said, the man, the myth, the legend, in meeting him, is off to a very Dooley-esque start <laughs> at Vanderbilt after assuming this position in 2020. Look, Vandy, I get it. Everyone outside of your family can make fun of someone and then you're going to get mad about it, even though you hate that member of your family. I know Vandy fans that hate going to baseball games to deal with the Whistler. They want them, the two of them, or one, whichever one's doing it at the time, to go away. I know this is a fact. But the moment someone from another fan base makes fun of them, you defend them. I understand being silent at times if you're Vandy because you don't want to anger someone who has had season tickets for all of your sports for years. I get it. But stay silent. Don't pose for a picture with the redneck whistler when you are a representative of Vanderbilt University. This is not symbolic of your fine academic institution. And it is a horrible look. And what you do is you further embolden these guys to not shut up with the whistling that bothers everyone. You have emboldened them to raise the, the whistling. It's going to become louder, more high-pitched. Why? Because Coach Corbin loves it and doesn't tell us to stop. And now the deputy AD who came from Louisiana Tech is asking to pose for a picture and calling me the man, the myth, the legend. My primary complaint is for, Paul says, I only have one rep in front of me. You are the university. Tommy McClellan, you are Vanderbilt University. So my primary complaint, Vanderbilt University. On this uh, cell phone at the gas pump, yes, I, I believe Kirby Allen Kirby smokes Jackson County harmonicas while pumping gas. Sure, I mean, I people smoke that. cigarettes at the gas pump. That's far more dangerous than having a cell phone. I think you've had a primary complaint before about someone smoking a cigarette at a gas yeah. pump. Yeah, well, they ought to focus on that but, and so forget the, about the, cell phones. The argument against cell phones, like, and I looked this up before I complained about it, is they don't want static electricity around the pump, which is uh, if I go wait in my car and then get up out of my car seat and go back to the pump, I may have caused static electricity by that movement. So I, I don't understand that argument the against the cell from phone. from your cell phone? Like static electricity? It's ridiculous. Like, you would like, think that uh, it's like a Michael Bay movie. Every take, time you have a cell phone out, there's going to be explosions like that it, based it, on that Yeah, song. again, like shadows on the wall from people just being vaporized this is, is like, what I would expect this is as like I pull up to the gas station. those signs that say turn off your cell phone. They're afraid that the battery... Past the construction site. Anybody ever turn off their cell phone? They're afraid of that? like the combustion of this phone in my hand, of the battery inside it. Like that's the only... But literally anything would ha like uh, uh, are we afraid of like just rubbing our hands together because well, it's cold outside and then touching the pump let like me, let me that give makes you one no that sense to me i don't know of this happening a lot but one they could actually be concerned about are like e-cigs that have actually <laughs> blown up in people's hands should you not have an e-cig out or a jewel or whatever it is out a round of gas pump Jacob, is that, what's that like <laughs> yeah i mean jacob you blew up a couple people once with an e-cig right 
I, I stick strictly to old school uh, <laughs> drugs and nicotine and whatever it may be. Do you okay. smoke when you pump gas? He smokes Marlboro Red like God He's intended. Not at all. No, he doesn't do that. He doesn't do that. Uh, Randy is first up today for primary complaint, emailing in to 360 at outkick.com. Paul, what does Randy have to say? My primary complaint is that it pissed me off the NFL and the NCAA have the ability to impede you guys and journalists in general from doing your job to the best of your ability. It's not a COVID thing. It's a borderline socialist thing. What if AMA told doctors they had to do basic physicals over Zoom. <laughs> you would have to open your mouth and say, ah, into a frickin' camera. It's crap. This is Randy S. talking about the NCAA not letting, uh, telling media they'd be best off staying stay, away stay from home the from our championship. and the NFL still being uh, restricted. We're going to sell this place out, but media, you stay at home. Yeah. It's time to drop Well, I mean, that. I will say that... Uh, the NCAA is just treating their product like ESPN does because yesterday's College World Series game was on ESPNU during the game. The Tennessee-Texas well, game was on Euros. ESPNU. They had obligation to the Euros. Yeah. Euros so and NBA. That shows how much they care about it. They had to get in who was going to – we had to know that the Detroit Pistons were going to hold the first Well, I'm saying pick. at 1 o'clock when Tennessee yeah, 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 was yeah, on. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't see. I know Euros was on maybe the other two. The other two. On, on ESPN and time, ESPN2. Next up is Becca. Becca Risley chiming in. My primary complaint, people who do not show up where and when they're supposed to. In addition to working in Outkick land, I'm also a freelance photographer. I booked an engagement session and arrived at the park with my camera gear and roughly 1,000 props ready to go and waited. The couple didn't return my text or calls. I waited almost an hour before calling it quits and going home. Then the couple had the audacity to email me at midnight asking for a return on their deposit. Absolutely not. This kind of behavior is my primary complaint. That's Becca, I'm so angry on your behalf right now. I want you to email us the names of these people <laughs> so we can publicly out them. Because I know people in the wedding photography business, yes, and we can do. make sure that no one will take their photos. Maybe Lance and Jacob will, but let me tell you, they're not professional photographers. They show that daily on this show. They will do a horrific job with your wedding photos. So the punishment should be that Jacob will now be their wedding engagement photographer because these people need to be publicly outed. That is not the way you treat humans. I think the punishment should be that Danny gets woken up. <laughs> Maybe that's the case. I, I think I'm just going to show up unannounced at this wedding. You, you have the objection. <laughs> I have the objection. We're going to do a live broadcast from this wedding just to piss off the people that pissed off Becca. If anyone has an objection to why these shoot, why these two should not be married, please say it now. Then Jakob Swanson shows up. Jacob uh, with a, a heater hanging out of his mouth shows up <laughs> with his objection. <laughs> uh, Ethan is next up, and Ethan submits this uh, audio to 360outkick.com. Hey, guys. Uh, Ethan Jordan, hailing from Ontario, Canada. And my primary complaint is this. It's about deodorant body spray. It's been the bane of my existence for the last decade and a half, having to inhale the nauseating fumes of every horny teen, gym-loving meathead, or lazy college kid who decide to bathe in these repulsive smells. It is not that hard to take a shower. It doesn't take long, and if you don't have time, 
wake up five minutes earlier and stop being an irresponsible human being who assaults passers-by just trying to live their life without having to smell this disgusting smell of desperation and body odor. That's my primary complaint. I yield my time. Well said, Ethan. Such a great complaint. I like the accent. Regan, you can nod. Do guys in college still do a lot of body spray? Do you smell body spray on a lot of guys? She's nodding yes. Do you love it? This is a, this is a lesson it. for everyone, and not just college guys, but everyone. Showering is the best policy. When someone tells me that I smell good, nine times out of ten, it's soap. That's what they're smelling. It is soap. I don't wear cologne. I shower. And when you get out of the shower or you're fresh out of the shower, you smell good. You've soaked properly. If you're showering properly, there's no need for body spray of any kind for a guy. Stop drowning body in the spray stuff. Is stuff like that, it covers up odor. It doesn't uh, take away odor. But in covering up the odor, when you apply too much, it creates a just as strong right. or worse odor. Yes. It it's creates all- a new odor that's odor, bad odor, mixed with whatever the flavor of this body spray is, which in combination is... A new bad odor. And how big is our viewership in Canada, by the way? Yeah, that was, a, that was a, a primary complaint from Ontario. It's, it's the Jayco pill to Canada. Uh, but this has been my primary complaint before. This is akin to the whole Lysol thing. In the bathroom. Lysol is not a deodorant. It kills germs. So when you go and drop a deuce like Jacob does in the bathroom <laughs> and try to use the Lysol to cover the smell, you're just making it worse. That way it just smells like a Lysol turd. Right. This is the same thing that happens exactly. when you use Axe body spray. Uh, Jacob also stop with the uh, Axe body spray too while you're at it. And final also- complaint comes from Anonymous, uh, submitted uh, anonymously chat. My primary complaint is the clear hypocrisy and discrepancy towards Sleepy Danny, <laughs> your hardworking editor that has produced every single piece of Outkick 360 <laughs> video content since the conception of the show. You all seem to praise Becca Risley for her hard work. However, as you can see here, she's just as guilty as he is, if not more. <laughs> and this is from Anonymous. I can't really see that photo. Guys, can you clarify it for me a little bit? Because I can't identify There's who a bad <laughs> sh- the shadow, the light projecting. It looks like Becca is asleep. Well... Maybe it, yeah. it, Anonymous, well, I still dislike you severely. I don't believe you've produced every piece of content. Uh, that doesn't even look like a woman. It looks like it looks like Becca is uh, exhausted from dealing with Danny. Yeah, she deserves a rest. She she should have an hour or two built into her daily schedule to sleep from having to wake Danny all the time. I don't care what you do. As long as the job is done. And they get the job done. I don't suspect that they get their job job done done. and sleep four hours a day. I don't give a damn. Just get the job done. And guess what? Both of them get the job done. The reports that I get are that Danny does not get the job done. I don't know why you guys presume. I I think Becca and others are working hard. I see the content produced, and I think they get the damn job done. The job is getting done disproportionately by Becca and others. Paul, you are apparently getting reports that I'm not getting. Because they always say, Danny does a good job. He sleeps. But he does a good job. That's not what I hear from a source that I have who I won't call anonymous. I'll call him LL. Okay. Go ahead, out Lance Lee. What does Lance Lee tell you? <laughs> that Danny doesn't get the job done. Okay. I Based see all the stuff clipped every day. I see the done. content clipped. I'm clip. not saying this stuff isn't clipped. I'm saying I suspect that the work is not done proportionally. 
by the people charged with doing the work. Read your oh, thoughts. Oh, you're saying it's Becca Risley getting it done and not Sleepy Dan. Read your thoughts. I have no thoughts on the matter. Nah, David. He's being diplomatic. Publicly. Oh, he no, doesn't want to out Danny. Or no. Becca. <laughs> they both work extremely hard. Danny is very good at what he does. He does it extremely quickly. So he... He's so quickly that he's got time to sleep. They sit around and wait on us to get done for Paul going on diatribes like this. Right. And all of a sudden they have to work and do a lot of content in a shorter period of time. So that gets done. They both get done. They both need raises and they probably need someone else to help them. That's what I'll say. And they, they're applauding That's the most right diplomatic now. David Reed's ever been on any issue. Well, I I, he's probably right. Yeah, and he'll probably tell us the, the real story after the show. Right, let's go to break. We've <laughs> got to get to break. Yeah. Uh, coming up, the Tennessee Power <laughs> Hour is next. We're going to talk Titans. Tony Vitello uh, in the headlines, Chad, with LSU and Tennessee. And how important is it that we see Danny White not sleep on the job and get the contract <laughs> done on the extension for their baseball coach? Or is it important at all? We'll discuss and debate that coming up on OutKick 360. Hey, it's Jonathan Hutton. Thanks for listening to Outkick 360. Be sure to subscribe to the show to have the latest podcast delivered to you each and every day. And give us five stars. It helps us grow our network and provide you with more great podcasts like this one.